You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Comics with My Kids. I'm your host, Matt D., and with me today is... Logan D. And this is a long-awaited episode, one that we've been trying to record for probably about two months now. So, Logan, why don't you tell our uh, listeners what we, uh, we've we spent all this time working on uh, reviewing. Wolverine issue 100. A roulette type of review. So I had a randomizer, Logan picked some numbers, and we wound up with issue 100 of Wolverine. So, Logan... Tell me a little bit about what you know of the character Wolverine before you read this. Uh, well, before I read this, I knew that he had this super strong metal inside of him called adamantium, and I also knew that he could regenerate health and that claw he had claws that came out. Okay. Do you know what his actual name is? Logan. Yep. Do you know why you're named Logan? Because you liked him. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and take a look at the, ba- uh, the, the story of Wolverine issue 100. So it was written by Larry Hama, and the art was by Adam Kubert. So, look, does the name Larry Hama sound familiar to you? It sounds like a place, but not much else. Okay. Well, you may remember the name Larry Hama from back when we did G.I. Joe, because he was the author of the first series of G.I. Joe comic books that you read. Are you supposed to remember the authors? Well, you know, it kind of helps to, you know, hey, if I like that particular thing and I like the way that person writes it, maybe I should follow that writer and find other stuff that that author has written. Nothing? Nothing. All right. Silence. Okay. Cricket. 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 All right. Well, we don't want silence to fall, so. But isn't it falling since you're talking? (sighs) Yeah. All right. The story starts off with Genesis, who is a character... Uh, created in the, in the late 90s by, uh, by Larry Hama. And Genesis was the son of Cable, who is the son of Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops. But that's another story entirely. So Genesis has captured Wolverine and intends to rebond adamantium to his bones. Now, Logan, did you know that before this, uh, Wolverine's bones had the adamantium ripped out of them? Wasn't it by Magneto? Yes, yes it was. As Cannonball and Zoe Calden, who have broken into a citadel of Genesis in Aqaba, Egypt. Now, before I go too far into this, this is actually part four of a, a miniseries. Or was it part two? And what sucks is I don't know most of the characters. Right. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of in-depth characters. But you know what? As a standalone story, they kind of explain it going through. Because they still have that idea that... Everyone's every issue of a comic book should be someone's first. So you'll see like names and character backgrounds as you read through the book. So characters like Cannonball, for instance, who is uh, Sam Guthrie, he has the ability to create this kinetic force around him and speed through things like a cannonball. So Cannonball and Zoe Culloden, who we really don't get much of a background on her right away, but we learn that she's a bit of a teleporter. Uh, they overhear how Genesis intends to reprogram Wolverine into being Death, a new version of the Horseman of the Apocalypse. So, Logan, let's uh, let's step away for just a minute. So, yep. What do you know about Apocalypse? That he's really tall, really tough, and looks like he's made out of rock. Reminds me of a gray thing. 
Well, yes, Apocalypse is really tall. He's a very powerful mutant, and he has his four horsemen, which they take you know, straight from the Bible. So you have death, war, famine, and pestilence. This guy Genesis is trying to create the, a new four horsemen of the Apocalypse, or four horsemen for Apocalypse. He also explains that millions of Egyptians have been captured and placed into special sarcophagi that would channel their life forces into one that supposedly has the body of Apocalypse within in the hopes of resurrecting their master. Genesis orders his minions, the Dark Riders, to begin the adamantium bonding and mind wipe process in the hopes of succeeding in this task. When Cannonball attempts to go out and attack, Zoe tries to hold him back, telling them it is not their time to interfere yet. So I got a feeling that Zoe has a little foreknowledge, a little like understanding of future events. Now here's where I want to pause. Okay. Why did she tell him not to do it, then just disappear? Good good question. Why I, didn't she just sit there and stop him? Well, I, I don't know. We'd have to read the next issue probably to find out. When Wolverine's healing factor begins to resist the bonding, it causes Logan to have a great deal of pain. However, Genesis and his cohorts press on harder. Cannonball, unwilling to let his friend suffer, pushes Zoe aside and she teleports away. With the bonding process beginning to beginning to succeed, Cannonball comes out of hiding and attacks Genesis and the other Dark Riders and smashes some of the equipment. Although Sam catches them off guard, the Dark Riders soon knock the boy down and pile onto him, beating him savagely. However, the system is so severely damaged that Logan begins to resist as Life Force attempts to get things under control. It is too late, however, and the holding tanks explode, showering the lab with adamantium shrapnel killing both Hurricane and Life Force, two of the characters uh, that are Dark Riders. I, I kept thinking Life Force was uh, what they were using on him. No, Life Force nope. is a person. Wolverine, however, is alive and well, and when Genesis tries to capture Logan, Cannonball gets up and blasts the two away, telling him they have to stop Apocalypse from coming back from the dead. Blasting into the next room, Cannonball blacks out from his beatings and crashes among the mini sarcophagi. I think we should stop there, because why go too deep? Then we just give away the whole story. We already gave away a lot of it. Okay, well, you know, we do need to give a little bit of the background, a little bit of what the story is about, so people can actually, you know, have an interest in reading it. But comic books aren't that long. Actually, they are pretty long, buddy. They're like 22 pages, and depending on what time period you're reading, the they can be quite wordy, or they can uh, be quite descriptive. Yeah, but what about this time period? Uh, it was pretty wordy. We'll put a pen in the story then, buddy, since you want to. Um, what did you think about for the artwork in this book? I thought they had some really cool artwork, and uh, I liked the way how you could distinguish which character was which. Okay. What did you think of how he how he drew Wolverine? Well, I haven't read very much. Okay, I haven't read like any Wolverine comic book, so that's the only one I saw. So I can't compare it to anything. Okay. Well, you've seen like the. X-Men TV show, and you've seen the X-Men cartoon, so you kind of get an idea as to what Wolverine looks like in everyday life. What did, what did you think of, what, how do you think he depict? what do you think of the way he depicted him in here, compared to what you've seen in, like, the X-Men cartoon or the X-Men movies? Uh, I like his drawings and the way he does it better than the cartoons. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of neat that he was looked a lot more... Uh, savage looking or almost I would say almost like a feral dog or in other cases a wolverine <laughs> yeah so uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about this particular story when you said they piled on him uh, and you said that he that 
Cannibal knocked out from his beatings? I didn't get that right away, and I was kind of confused. Oh, okay. To me, it just looks like he tripped on air, literally. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I, if I remember right, I think he, like, pulled him down, and then they started beating on him. Because I know that when he is moving, his force field makes him invulnerable. So, you know, he can't really get hurt. But evidently, if someone can knock him down... Um, or something else can happen to where he's not moving, then he can get beat up. Let's say, uh, he, let's say Cannibal got dizzy for some reason, like, maybe he got spun around by something and then tried f flying. If mm -hmm. he rammed into a tree while flying, and it stopped, and he stopped him, like, he fell down, would that hurt him, or would that just, like, hurt the tree and not him? Well, it would hurt the tree, and I don't think it would stop him, it might slow him down. But with his force field around him, he would just hit that tree and it would shatter into a bunch of splinters. What would happen if it hit metal? Uh, he'd dent it, and then he'd probably stop. Depends on force. I mean, physics does work in here. You know, an object in motion stays in motion until it hits an unmovable object. But then again, it is magic. No, it's not magic. You're telling me that someone can do that in real life? No, it's fiction. It's Fictional not... magic. It's not magic. They're mutants, so it's part of their their scientific background. So it's science. Yes. On a mutant level. All right. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this book? 10. Okay. Are you looking forward to reading issue 101? Yes. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say about the book, other than that I really enjoyed it. It's part of that whole series of comic books that I, I've, I enjoyed reading when I was a kid. And going back and rereading it again, it, it kind of brought back some of that nostalgia and made me want to go back and read some more issues. So perhaps we could sit down and like go through that entire story arc from Wolverine 99 all the way up to, like I think it's 102 or whatever. Well, so. Or maybe we could read like from issue 1 to 102 or whatever the final one is. Okay. And... Um, and then talk about the entire storyline. We can do that. All right, folks. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more of comic books, go check out some of our previous episodes of Comics with My Kids. If you want to follow us, we're on Twitter at Comics with My Kids, and we're also on Facebook at Comics with My Kids Podcast. So come check out some of our stuff. And then also check out our website at thecomicscornerbox.blogspot.com where not only do we post reviews of comic books, but we also try to sell some of our collection. So, have yourselves a nice night, and say goodnight, Logan. Good night, sort of. But I've missed listening to it any time.